and I was like a Westerner, like a bad Westerner. I was hungry, a little bit hungry, you know? Why the master don't want to explain me this and that? And I mm. talked with my mm-hmm, friend mm-hmm. that I, I do on the, on the team, and he said to me, oh, no, no, because it's not, <laughs> he laughed, and he said to me, no, 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 it's not that he wants to hide you something. It's that this is not the time to explain you that. I'm Michael Max, and this is Geological. I had a patient who recognized that she needed more patience. She wanted it too, and she was a devout Christian. And she says this to me. She says, I need patience, and I know better than to pray for that because I know how it goes. God isn't going to give me more patience. God is going to give me the situations and the circumstances that will give me the opportunity to learn some more patience. And right now, I simply don't have the energy to go through all that. Perhaps you've had experiences like this too, when patients say something and it rings so true that your life is never quite the same. It's so easy to ask for some kind of an end result, a wave of a magic wand and poof, you're different. But it doesn't work that way. There are no shortcuts. The best we can do is put ourselves in front of the situations and the lessons that grow us in the direction where we'd like to arrive. Like my patient, who knew that patients could not arrive through her current way of approaching life, there were some edges to be worn off, uh, perhaps some stances of the heart and mind that needed to be dissolved or set to the side. The refined and matured aspects of our spirit can only arise by having been lived through. It's a curious habit of mind to grasp at a particular quality or experience as if it was unattached to the formative set of experiences and circumstances. It's like wanting a rose without the supporting bramble of thorns. That patient was really smart. She saw that the state of being that she wanted was tangled up within situations and circumstances that would grow her into the person that she wanted to become. And she knew that it wasn't going to be easy. A lot would be asked of her. So I appreciated her perspective because it was just that, perspective. She could see the path and she knew it was the adversity that would be the teacher. The difficulties that would in turn give rise to the possibility of a different kind of life. Too often I fall for the storyline that things are supposed to be easy just because I want them. Surely, if the universe is going to give me a glimpse of something, it must be because that's what it has in store for me. And indeed it does. But a heart willing to take on the troubles that go with transformation is essential gear for the journey. In a moment, we're going to get into a conversation with Philippe Cadet. He's a Spanish acupuncturist who got turned on to moxa in Brazil and then found himself deeply drawn into the Japanese Fukaya Moxa tradition, which took him to Japan. You just never know where the path of medicine might lead you and the wonders that you're going to discover along the way. I just received my fall edition of The Lantern. Sitting down with a journal and reading print allows us to slow down and create a space for sophisticated, deep reading and understanding processes. Give your mind and heart the opportunity to truly synthesize the visual information from your eyes. Reading the Lantern connects us to the irreducible foundation of hands, needles, herbs, and mind in our medicine. 
Subscribe now to The Lantern and check out their new issue featuring articles from Volkerscheid, Qinjiao, and more. Mention Geological in the order notes and receive a complimentary issue of your choice from the archives. Visit www.thelantern.com.au. We hold our Chinese medicine classics in high esteem, but pulling the meaning out of them can be a challenge. And how we translate phrases like yang hua qi in cheng xing, yang transforms qi, yin completes the form. It sounds like a lovely beginning to a haiku poem, but it can leave us scratching our heads when it comes to clinical applications. Sabina Vilms is one of the foremost translators of our medicine, and I'm delighted to tell you that she and I will be sitting down for a geological live conversation on some key passages from Suen 5. Join us on Saturday, October 24th for this one and a half hour conversation. In addition to NCCAOM PDA credit, you'll also get a special ebook excerpt from her fantastic book, Humming with Elephants. Text the word SUEN, S-U-W-E-N, to the number 33777 and get 20% off this live event. This offer is good until midnight of Friday, October 16th. The pandemic has changed nearly every aspect of our daily lives. Is telemedicine a fad or the future of healthcare? Seems that telemedicine essentially is the modern day house call. How does this impact how we practice East Asian medicine? Changes to how we practice will extend past the challenges of the pandemic. LASA OMS supports our medicine with supplies and resources that connect our community of practitioners. LASA OMS continues to source trusted suppliers of PPE, sanitizers, and other in-demand products, as well as all the usual tools of the acupuncture trade that you depend on to care for your patients. As we reconfigure our practices to best serve our patients, LASA OMS is your source for everything acupuncture. All right, friends, let's get into this conversation about moxa and how following a hunch can lead you to extraordinary places. I love talking to people about moxa because moxa is one of those things that I have not used that much in my practice. I have, I have very sensitive lungs and very smoky moxa is something that I've just not been able to work with so much. And so, and so it, it's an area of practice that's a little bit mysterious to me. <laughs> and I was talking with our friend Oren Kaviti and he was saying, oh, yeah. oh Philippe has some moxa you should talk to Philippe so <laughs> here we are I I know you do it some Japanese tradition I'm curious to know how you found your way into doing the moxa that you do okay that is very interesting what you say because a lot of people don't know too much about the Japanese ideas on mm. moxibustion because they are a little bit different than the Chinese ideas yes that, 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 yeah. that's what I've heard it come from it's it's no discussion about that uh, moxibustion born in China and nobody discussed this, but really the story changed when the when the Japanese import Chinese medicine and import all kind of techniques to Japan because they they develop they develop uh, in a different way and just also historical questions. No, the Japan closed 
its borders for two, two centuries. And it makes that all evaluates in a different sense. Then finally, moxibustion becomes a very popular therapy, not only for the practitioners, always also the people in home practice. And at the same time, certain techniques, very special, evaluates in a, in a high level until I arrive to create a specialist of moxibustion. Then usually we talk and we consider moxibustion as a complement of acupuncture. It is the, the most usual idea. But really the Japanese arrived to a level of development that made that they create the, 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 the figure of the specialist. Someone who only do moxibustion. Well, this is my case. Nowadays, I am only a moxibustionist. That uh, before I was practitioner of acupuncture. Also, I am physiotherapist. I will explain you a little bit more later. Were you first an acupuncturist or were you first a physiotherapist? Well, my story is a little bit strange. I don't oh, know really? You want to listen you, this? You're an acupuncturist and you do moxibustion. You have a strange story. I am shocked. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, a, it's a yes, yes, but I think that then possible you or, or, or the audience don't imagine when I say strange. Evidently, everyone feels his his story as different than the others, no? But it's a little bit special. Yeah, and what happened? It begins. It begins when when I was born. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I I I was born. Close to Barcelona, 200 kilometers to Barcelona in Spain. I don't know if you have been, but I recommend you. Yes, I would. I would love to come visit. Yeah, and this is a region. This is a region called Catalonia. Mm-hmm. Then the, the south of Catalonia, my region, is a very special place because this is the the end of a river. This is a big delta, delta, and there is you can imagine the landscapes, fields of rice, open spaces. The sea, because just just the sea is there. Then at the same time, it's a, a special place in the sense of the esoteric believings. I mean, we have a lot of traditions about some kind of knowledge and some kind some kind of predestinations. Okay, and that is my case. I have to say to you, and I know that it's a little bit strange to listen to to hear the first time. Then, well, uh, my mom always explained that I was crying inside her. She listened to me crying inside her days before my birth. Mm-hmm. And in my tradition, it means that, that the children that are able to do this or who do this, are children that are predestinated to heal the others because why physically they cry because they can feel the suffering of the people. Uh-huh. And, so you and were you born imagine. into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine it's like a kind of God's gift, mm-hmm. something like this. Okay, then you have a, a special skill for heal the others. Then you can imagine that I pass all my my childness, well, healing my neighbors, healing my family, healing the friends, and it was a little bit stressing for me because you can imagine a a child doing this, and not only a child. I do this for a long time until I was. Teenager. So when you were a child, yeah, and, and you recognize that you had this this sort of skill or ability yeah. to heal others, what I mean, were you aware of it at that time? Is this something that was conscious in any way? 
Oh, well, for me, it was normal. For me, it was normal and, and really was something that, well, if it's not something that I must to do, I do. <laughs> you know, then it was natural, not, not strange. What is stressing? Because I, I feel the whole heart is to take care of the others. Mm-hmm. Now I am a professional and, and, and uh, now it's very different. I, I understand a lot of things. But when I was a child, it was different. Yeah. It was something that they must to do. Would you say that you grew up with, uh, I don't know how to say this, like, like an extra share of empathy for other people? Yeah. Well, uh, in, in some sense, it was fantastic, okay? Mm. In some sense, it was fantastic. Okay? You imagine you are a child and you feel that you are different than the others, or at least you feel that you are different. Yeah. And, and at the beginning it was fine, but after it was a little bit hard. I say you, you can imagine when a neighbor called home and say, oh, I have a pain on my knee. Please, come, Philip came. <laughs> okay, these kind of things, no? And they say, okay, you put the hands here and you wait and all happen it. Then, yes. So this all kind happened. of thing happened for you when you were young? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Then for me, it was a strange beginning on life. Okay, uh, when I was 16, I say, stop. I was stressed and I, was, uh, I wanted to be a normal teenager. Okay, then I say, stop, I don't want more to talk about this. And I, and I took all these kind of things and I put this in a box in my mind and I keep there. Okay, yeah. but the story really begins, really begins at the moment. But after I decide, well, at 18, I decided to go to the university and I wanted to be physical therapist. Well, it sounds... What, it what, a surpri- what a surprise. You want to use your hands to help people. Yeah, it was not new. It was not new and was mm-hmm. an election, I think, that maybe conditioned this, no? To, the, to my past. But really, it was strange also because destiny kept me that at that moment, I cannot enter in the university I wanted to study, physical therapist. Then I decided, okay, to prepare more of the exams. But at the same time, I thought, well, this is, this is a very easy thing to prepare the exams. Then I need to do anything more, something more. Then I took a newspaper, a newspaper, and I opened a newspaper. And in the newspaper, I, I found an advertisement about uh, the school of acupuncture and naturopathy. I said, well, for me, it was very, very exotical. You can imagine. I came from a, a little city, very conservative then something that sounds or something linked to to asia or complementary medicine it's something very 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 strange and not oh, you know i would agree <laughs> i think for so many of us especially of a certain age the thought of doing acupuncture it's just it's i mean it's so far out of the box it's so far away from the reality that we'd grown up in i mean it's different now <laughs> but it wasn't when you were a kid yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's the same as you say. So, so you open same. up the newspaper. There's an advertisement to learn acupuncture, and and yeah, and what happened for you when you saw that? Well, <laughs> I didn't know why I say okay. I want to study this, <laughs> and well, I I go to the school to study, mm. to study the first year of acupuncture, and really something happened at the end of the first year. How old were you when this happened? I, I, well, I was, I was eight, 18, 
No, 17, 17, 18, 17. Okay. I was very young. You were a weird <laughs> kid. Yeah, I was. I was the the baby of the class. You can imagine all my all my mates were people on on the thirties, forties, fifties, no more forties and fifties, and I was the the one of seventeen there, like a rather rare apis, no. You see what you do here, no. And well, I finished the year with a very strange feeling, no. What is that? I don't understand too much what happened here, no. Mm-hmm. But luckily. As, as a lot of times in life, someone appear, someone who want to give you a message and you, you don't know, no? But I've the had message. a few of those experiences. They're extraordinary. You know that, no? Then, I then And I remember that the man said to me, okay, Philip, I understand that you don't understand what happened here and what is all this kind of knowledge, but maybe you must to give you the opportunity to go and grow with this. And I say, wow. And I decide, yeah, okay, I will give me the opportunity. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, 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 it was, was strange because, because really, really, it's, it was something out of my reality, you know, all the studies of acupuncture, you know, and I was, the, it was the age, it was the my city, my, well. Yeah, I'm just all, it, it's so odd coming from where you did with the background you did, acupuncture shows up, and yet there's something really right about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there's yeah, a part yeah. of you that knew, oh yeah, follow this. So, so, so then you finish your acupuncture education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I continued the studies, yeah. and when I when I was in the fourth year, the fourth, no, the fourth, in the third year, in the third year, I entered in the in the university to study physical therapies. Then I oh. think that I, I became. First, acupuncturist, then physical therapist. I mean, always I say that when I go, when I went to the university, I had another mind and another eyes to see what the medicine or the allopathic medicine offers to me, you know? Another view. Well, I finished my studies and I decided to open my clinic. Imagine with 24 years old, you have your mm-hmm. own clinic. Yes. <laughs> you know? open the door and say, okay, people, Ken, I will help you, no? And I did this for 10 years. 10 years. Um, so, so both acupuncture and physiotherapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a combination. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I felt that it was a good combination. It sounds like a really powerful combination along yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, your background from your experiences of a child. You know, you've got hands that understand something about helping people. That sounds like a very potent combination. Yeah, it's a good combination. Mm-hmm. And indeed, when, when I was 10 years of practice, I decided, at that moment, I decided to write a book for physical therapies, a book on Chinese moxibustion. At the time, I thought, well, I thought, I thought, and, 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 I, and I only knew moxibustion as, as the moxa stick and the moxa box. Wow, these are two very safety techniques and very easy to explain. Then why not to write a book for for the physical therapist, no? And it, it seemed a good idea. Mm-hmm. And well, I begin to do a research to write the book. And another another time, destiny made me something <laughs> strange and put me something strange on my way. What I I met uh, physical therapists also in Brazil online. It was uh, someone very nice, very generous, 
Because it was someone who was close to die. Mm. He had a leukemia, mm-hmm. and and he decided he decided to explain me all what he knew about Japanese moxibustion. Now, because, how did you wait a minute? How did you meet this person? Well, on the net, on the net, I was trying to find informations. Okay, and one day, one day, I met that there was a, a someone teaching moxibustion in Brazil. Then I decided to contact him, you know, and okay. was like, uh, oh, you. Oh, yes, you. <laughs> yes, like a contact, a special contact, no? mm. or special meeting. The, the man had written two books on Japanese moxibustion. It was very strange. I didn't know at that moment. And, and, and it was a surprise for me because I never listened to talking about Japanese moxibustion. Indeed, I didn't know that it exists. It existed. Ah, right. there's a version I mean, you're of... using that really smoky stick moxa, those really smoky moxa boxes, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. one of the reasons why I never used moxa very much because I yeah. can't handle that kind of smoke. Yeah, it was my past. <laughs> yeah. But the most beautiful thing that, uh, that after this meeting, we passed a lot of days talking and he tried mm-hmm. to give me all the kind of information. But I passed three weeks dreaming every night on moxibustion. Then on the morning, I wake up and I say to my wife, oh, moxibustion again. And my wife say, well, you are crazy. Say, no, 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 no. no. It's, <laughs> my wife tells it's, me that a lot too. <laughs> yeah, but in that case, I say, no, no, no. Sure, it means something. I need to follow this. I need to find person, real person to learn this and to develop this because I don't know, but it seems that life say to me that follow, follow that way. And well, it was a beautiful moment because just that year, a master, maybe the only master on the style that I follow, this Fukaya, Fukaya style, just that year, he traveled to Boston to give a seminar. And I say, oh, I don't know anything about Japanese that I talk more or less English than I can, I can try. Mm-hmm. Then imagine, no doubt, I take a plane and I, and I went to, to Boston. Yeah, 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 to Boston. Uh-huh. I remember the school organized for, for the master, no? And you can imagine a Japanese say to me, "Oh, I travel, I do the, the tour of the world, and to do a seminar, and you do the same, following on searching me." Then it was very, very strange situation also, because because I thought, "Wow, these people is very funny and very very generous with me." I don't know why, but. We, we pass all the time talking about moxibustion, not only in the seminar. We talk in the restaurants, we talk in the hotel, we talk in the breakfast, we talk. The police came to the room on the night and we talk, we continue talking, okay? Then I didn't know at that moment, but it seemed that they, they he, he decided to get a student. And you know, in the traditional, in Japan is not that I want a master. It's the master who decides who, who, who will be He's a student. Yes, okay. yes, yes. There's a tradition of passing something along and, and you're looking for someone to, to share it with. Yeah, yeah. And it was the case. I had a, a, a unique experience there. And also I received my first moxa treatment of tiring moxibustion. But with, I say to the master, okay, please, I want to receive an authentical moxibustion because I, I can see in the seminar that you do something adapted to the, to the Westerners. Well, I can feel this. Okay, okay, you want to receive that. And you know, Michael, it was like uh, like uh, an initiation. 
Mm. You know, you know when when you threw a stone on the water, and you can see the wave, no, that is expanding. Then imagine that you have this on your back in different okay. points. That so I, I I just have to share this with you, please, because that this is basically the experience of my first acupuncture treatment. Except a slight difference. They did, they did a back treatment on me. It was two interns at a school. So two different people. The first person puts a needle in, and it's exactly as you describe. It's like, it's like throwing a pebble into a pond, and the waves ripple, and it's like yeah. the whole room is floating. And the second intern puts a needle in, and it goes thunk. It does nothing. And, nothing the, and the first one puts a needle in and it's the same experience of this watery floating ripple that goes out to the horizon. And the next person puts a needle in and it goes thunk. <laughs> I, and I thought, Oh, okay. I'm, I don't even know what to think about that. <laughs> other than that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened in my life. But little yeah. did I know that it would set me off on you know on a similar path so i yeah. when you say that it felt like an initiation and there was this like watery ripple thing happening i can completely relate to what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's the same but with fire mm -hmm. then then the sensation or the feelings uh, were along three four or five days Feeling the same every day and still, no? Then it was, was crazy and I say, wow, this is my way, no? Mm -hmm. I came back to Spain, pretty excited with a lot of things on my back to, to work. And I began to, to work to work in a very passionate way, trying all. And, you know, when you are passionate with something, it's very usual and normal to have a lot of doubts. And I have you know, isn't that funny? Millions. I, I, yes, it is funny. And, I, and I've had the same experience. You're passionate. It draws you forward. And at the same time, there are doubts. It's a very curious <laughs> yeah. kind of yin-yang relationship. So yeah. there was a piece of you that knew this was right. And there was a piece of you that had doubts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my piece that say it was right was the piece that saw the passions changing very quick. Because uh, if something happens with this kind of mox uh, or with dynamoxibustion, is that all all happens faster, and it's very powerful. And, and usually, when I when I teach, for example, I say always to the people, okay, take care. The most difficult thing is not to do moxibustion; is to stop. Just to understand when you must to stop, because it's it's easy to do an over treatment. It's easy to do something that is not not right. No? Then, well. I had a lot of doubts at that moment, and I was alone. I was in Spain mm -hmm. with not the possibility of contact with the, with the Japanese sensei. And the only solution for me was to try to find my own answers. And I know that it sounds not, I don't know how it sounds, but not, not fantastic, but it was the only solution I had. But what happened, I continued working at the moment, I, I wrote my first book because also another thing that I that I took from the the Japanese experience in Boston was the idea that really this kind of knowledge is disappearing. Still, there are people doing moxibustion, millions of people. Mainly, people practice moxibustion as a complement. 
Yes. Then the case of people who only is doing moxibustion as a treatment is very few people doing this. You know, it's very few. I've got a friend who used to live in Japan. He spent a lot of time in Japan. And he talked about that you that you could go to a place and that's all they did. You would just go to get a moxibustion treatment. Yeah. It was not a complimentary thing. It was not an add-on thing. It was not something that, oh, I couldn't do this with needles. I'll try to do it with moxa. The only thing they did was moxa. Yeah. And this is what you're and talking I, about. Yeah, yeah. I was fascinated with the, with that. For the reason I, I wrote the book, the first book, okay, to, to try at least to save, to save this information for the world. Because I felt that, that no, no a lot of people was, was practicing in this way. Uh, well, when my back of doubt and my back of my own answers were full, <laughs> I cannot resist. I need to go to Japan. Then, oh, but you don't talk in Japanese. What do you do? What do you will do? Say, oh, no, no, but sure, I will find someone who translates for me. Yes, yes. You know, I, I, think, <laughs> I think this gets us through so many places in life. We yeah. see a path we want to go or something opens up for us and we look at it and go, that's impossible. But then you decide, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's impossible because there's a way through it. I don't know what the way is. I'll find out as I go. That okay, takes a little bit do. of courage, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I took the plane to Japan. And to now, what did master. your wife have to say about this? Okay, well, you can imagine my wife at that moment was pregnant. Oh, my god, With a baby. Yeah, yeah, it was, was terrible. It was very stressing for me because, you know, Japan, if you, are, you follow, if you, you are in the most traditional ways, you must to follow also some steps. It's not easy. It's not. I came to Japan and I want to visit you. Okay. This is not. Okay. You must to do appointments. Okay. You mm -hmm. must to contact with the people before and well, and introduce you. And evidently you must to say who you are and as possible is someone who must to introduce you. No. Okay. Then imagine, you can imagine I have a, a program, a big program for visit people. It was my first time in Japan. I was very excited. And suddenly, the disaster of Fukushima, the oh. nuclear central, happens. One week, one week before I travel. Then you can imagine the disaster, the news were, were terrible. My wife was pregnant, waiting our, our son. Then, then what, what you will do? What you will do? All the people said to me, oh, Philippe, you must not to go. In your situation, you must be in home. But fortunately, my wife say, okay, Philip, you can do what you consider. No problem. If you consider you must to go, you go. Really, finally, I decide not to go. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I decide not to go. And you can imagine for me what, what, what it meant, what it meant. All the appointments and all the project prepared for a long time and all, all the work done. And now I cannot go. Then I decide to, to say, excuse me. And I send a lot of letters saying, okay, I'm sorry, but I cannot. The situation made me postpone, put, put an, and later I will come. And fortunately, all the people received that fine. All the people say, okay, no problem, Philippe. We wait you. And it was that. 
some months, some months, two months after when, when all seemed control it and my baby was in the world, I, I traveled there. And then you I go. I traveled there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, 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 all the story, all the Japanese stories begins in a strong way. In a, in a, in a, so yes, in a strong way, I have to say. Because I met the master and I say, oh, look at master, I, I have all these questions and also I have all these answers that are my, my answers, but I don't know if it is, it is true or not. I want that mm-hmm. you set me if I am true. And he said to me, oh, Philippe, you had put words to something that we never put words. I mean, you find a way to explain our way of doing. Because the Japanese, you know that the Japanese teaching is, is based on observation. Uh, at least the tra- traditionally is with this. The master do, yes. you observe, and you observe during years. Very similar in China. Students hardly ever ask questions. Yeah. Your job is to observe and be able to do what the teacher does. And if you're lucky, later they'll talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's, it's a little bit similar in this sense. No, and then, then, then maybe one day the master authorizes you to practice something, to repeat, maybe to prepare something for him. And after years, maybe one day you can do. Well, it was not my case. I was alone in Spain doing, working, researching with all the knowledge that he passed me before. Okay? Then, then he was surprised. Okay? You had put your words to something that we never put words. Wow. And, well... It made that if before they accept me and he accepted me especially, he was more strong. I mean, he decided more to, to teach me more things and to introduce me more things. And from that moment, we did a, a very deep relation. Hmm. Then, well, this is the first part. <laughs> so, you know, this is, I've noticed something over the years with certain teachers. They have a lot to share. And they want to share it. Yeah. But if you don't have enough experience or you don't have the right mindset or you don't have the ability to take and understand what they have to teach, then they can only teach you to a certain point. Yeah. Because the limit is not them giving you information. The limit is you being able to assimilate and understand and comprehend and in some way make it your own. Yeah. So it sounds like you showed up in Japan having already done a piece of that work. You were kind yeah. of ripe yeah. For, yeah, uh, for that situation. And you, yeah, and you say a big truth, this one that you say, because really, really I remember this story, okay? I remember at the beginning staying with the master. Uh, he was explaining me something. But I feel strange, strange Western feeling, okay? Mm. Uh, I, f- I felt that he was... Avoiding to explain me something. And I was like a Westerner, like a bad Westerner. I was hungry, a little bit hungry, you know? Why the master don't want to explain me this and that? And I mm. talked with my mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. that I, I do on the, on the team. And he said to me, oh, no, no, because it's not. <laughs> he laughed and he said to me, no, no, no. It's not that he wants to hide you something. It's that this is not the time to explain you that. And I say, oh, my God. But why? Why he don't know that this is my time? And why he, he knows this? No? And it was, was very funny because I never did the question that I had to the master. Years before, one day, we were walking on the, on the street in, 
in, I don't remember if it was in Barcelona, in Barcelona, because I invited him to teach, okay? Then, then we was walking and this story came to my mind. And also the question I had, and at the same time, myself, in my mind, I say, oh, now I know the question. It's not necessary I do the question to the master. You know, really was, was what you said, Michael, that some people and some masters want to explain to the people, but maybe it's not your moment. It's not your time. You need to wait. Because now I know the knowledge, it's something that you grow and grow. It's like to do different steps. Then you cannot pass from the one to the five. Jumping. It's crazy. Sure, you can broke your leg. You know, this is, this might be a difference between Eastern and Western or this. Yeah. I mean, as we're having this conversation, I realize so often I have this linear mind and, and the linear mind goes, you go from here, step one, step two, step three. If I've done step one, step two, step three, I should be able to do step four. But, but I think that often the world and, our, and especially medicine and our learning of medicine, it's, it's not that linear. I mean, we do have to put in the work and you do have to have the basics and you need some experience. But again, I, for some reason, I'm coming back to that word of ripeness. There, it's, like a, it's like a piece of fruit it has to be a certain way before it's like, oh, ready to eat it. Yeah. And, and these processes are not linear and they require of us as practitioners a lot of attention to what we're doing and a lot of time spent in, you know, I'm not really sure about this, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, even as we're treating people and we're trying to be helpful and we're trying to understand, it seems like a lot of our time is spent in not quite knowing yet. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Okay. Completely. So, so then it, it leads to this question for me. When you know that you're in that space where you don't quite know, but you have to keep going forward, how do you manage to do that? Well, you must to, to trust. You must to trust. You must to trust on you, on life, and on the others. Sometimes it's very difficult to trust on the others, you know? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that people is, is nice. It's nice. It's true that there are some people that are not doing right, but, but really, really, if you walk nice on life, it's easy to find other people who walk on the same, the same speed as you, no? Then, if you are generous, people are generous with you. Then I think that we must to trust. Still, we have, sometimes we have fear, no? And now the time is the time of fear, more, more than never before, no? Yes, yes. But we need to continue trusting each other. We need to trust. We, we ask to the patients that they trust with us, no? Mm-hmm. Okay, I will take care of you. Then it's the same. We need to trust with the patients and with other mates. We must to share. Then all, all this history that I explained to you put me in an order of, of, the, of the necessity of evaluates the idea of teaching and spreading this around the world. Now is what I am doing. No, I am trying to teach in different countries to just to to open the mind about the fire and the use of moxibustion because it's necessary for the war. Now we are suffering this time of we don't know what will happen. 
okay, but something that you uh, can be sure, it's about you. If you are there, then if you are there, you can do. Mm-hmm. Then for me, it's a way of, of walking, trust. Sometimes you can fall, it's true. Sometimes you can be wrong, too, it's possible. But trust, stand up and, and continue walking. Because this life is very short. I'm, sometimes I'm very, I'm very angry with, 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 the, with the time of life, no? because it's very short. And, and have a lot of very interesting things, very interesting people, very interesting knowledge. You cannot imagine when I, when I the day I, I, I listen what you were doing, no? When Lauren explained me what, what you do with the podcast, and I say, mm-hmm. wow, this is fantastic because they, he, he's putting a lot of information that maybe is very difficult to, to give to the people in disposition of, of, of all the people who have uh, a media, no? Uh, an iPad or a telephone or a computer, no? And in this way, they can be connected with the others. I, I feel really fortunate that I'm in the position that I'm in, that we have the technology that we have in this day and time, and that, that there is this opportunity to connect us up with each other when we might not otherwise have ever crossed paths. There is so much diversity to East Asian medicine. There's not just one East Asian medicine. There's like many medicines, yeah. many traditions, many ways of, of thinking about things. And it's, you know, it's like what we learn in school is just, it's like, here's your first textbook. So you can start to learn to think about this. And then the whole world gets to become your teacher. If you do what you were just talking about, you remain curious, you remain open you seek out that which draws you. Yeah. And, and then we have this fantastic opportunity maybe to receive something from someone who's looking to pass something along so we can help other people. So, uh, you know, I think we're all very fortunate in this way. And it's easier than ever to be generous. And yes, I, I think we're in a very difficult moment, not just here in the United States where it's really a mess, but I mean, yeah, the whole world. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, we're all, we're, we're truly all in this together at this moment. And so, so I want to turn this now to talking more about the moxibustion you do. Okay. Right. Because it, because you're not doing moxibustion just for heat. No, you're, no. Tell us what you're doing with moxibustion. Well, I have to say to you that uh, after the meeting with the first master, mm-hmm. I met another person, very important, who introduced me a new dimension. The, the second person was the, the son of Fukaya Sensei. Fukaya Sensei was a master, a big master on the 20th century on Japanese moxibustion. Mm-hmm. I explained this for, for, for explaining you about this kind of moxibustion. You must think that we use moxibustion or direct moxibustion as an acupuncturist use the needles. What I mean, when I began in the, in the field, of, of moxibustion, of Japanese moxibustion, all the books I get, I got, and also all the information I've received, I believe it that uh, they talk about symptomatic treatments and points for symptomatic actions. Much like the way we learn acupuncture, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it was my ignorance at that time, and, and I thought, maybe I don't understand too much what the, what the masters say, and maybe I lost some information, but where is the point? 
it was my big boring, okay? This is like a culture, no? Then, then there is organization. There is an, uh, some kind of organization on the system, no? And well, it was one of my findings. Where to find the points? And the Japanese never explained this. The Japanese only describes the point is there. Then I develop a system to find the points in every, in every disease. Then develop a system to, to find really how the body try to adapt yourself to the disease. Then we apply moxibustion to dissolve these adaptations. Wait, wait, say that again. The, the person has a problem because they're having yeah. an adaptation to the disease. The disease, yeah. their symptoms are the yeah. body's attempt to deal yeah. with the disease. Yeah. Your job with moxibustion is to give them a different adaptation. No, it's indeed is to recover the normality. Recover what is the, this? Yeah, the, the, the normal function. The normal function, okay. Well, then I think that something that clarifies more of that is the idea of the point. That we have a special idea about the point. Okay, this is historical. This is not, not me, it's historical. At the first time, at the beginning, the, the Japanese thought that the good point for tired moxibustion, I, I have to say to you that always I talk about tired moxibustion. Okay, this is the main technique on the Japanese film. The other techniques are more complementary, I have to say. I'm well, sorry, say that again? Yeah, the other techniques are mm -hmm. a complement. The to main the moxibustion. Yeah, the main it's technique in moxibustion is tight moxibustion. opposite of how we usually do it here in the West. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, it's very curious that. Then at the beginning, the Japanese thought that the good point for tight moxibustion were the point which you touch and you feel something there. Mm -hmm. you, you feel a mass, you feel a density, a different density than the other tissues. And it, it is the good point, or it was the idea of a good point. After, with the time, it changed, to the, it evaluates to the idea that the good point were the painful point, the pain, the, the pain, the point mm -hmm. that you touch mm -hmm. and, were, and was painful. Okay, that's a good point. And finally, in the 20th century, and just was Fukaya Sensei, say to the people, okay, the, the best point, really, the, the efficacy to get best results is when the point has the two circumstances. It has an induration, a density, and also it has a reactivity. Mm -hmm. Then this is the perfect point. And what is really this kind of situation? This is stagnation of chi and blood. Then really, when we use dynamic moxibustion, or at the beginning it was concepted for that, we are treating all the stagnations of chi and blood. Which is exactly then, what we talk about with acupuncture. Yeah, yeah. But it's very strong, the idea. We, we have a, a, someone on the history of moxibustion of the 16th century, was a master, I call it Goto Konsan, a Japanese, who developed uh, some kind of law about the stagnation of chi. This man said us that it doesn't matter which kind of disease you have you always have a stagnation of chi. Then for establish the health, for recover the health, you need to unblock, to disperse this stagnation of chi. Mm -hmm. And you so, know that chi and blood always go together. Yes, they do. So when you're treating, are you thinking of some kind of, I know this is a very common idea, I'm wondering if this works for you, that there's some kind of a root treatment where you're really trying to set the whole organism 
into a better state of balance. And then there's the branch treatment where you're really specifically trying to deal with whatever that thing is that the person probably uh, walked in your door with and wanted to have be different. Hmm. Then, yes, I say to you that we focus on treat stagnations of qi and blood, okay? Mm-hmm. Then for us, the best, the best tool for do this or do that is direct oxybustion because we go inside, we go deep. We arrive to the fascia level, we arrive to the muscle level, and really we can unblock with the vibration and with a little burn, the combination of that, okay? Really, we try to unblock to recover what? The flow. Flow of chi and blood, which flow is... Flow of chi and blood. I mean, this is, this is such a basic tenet of, of East Asian medicine, that yeah. if the chi and the blood are moving, then the body takes care of itself. Then this is the idea. The main idea that we we follow, we try to find the way or the way, the stagnations that body did for adapt you to the disease. Now, then if we unblock that, you recover. Yes. Now, when you do this, are you thinking in terms of a theory or are you just putting your hands on people and, and no. following what your hands tell you? No, no, really, really it's not theory. This is very physical. Theory. It's very something physical. that you can touch. You can touch, you can feel the, the point in duration. You treat with your moxa. And after you must to finish, or you know that you finish, when you change the circumstances of the point, the density or the reactivity, then you know that, that at the moment you have to unblock the system. Then the most beautiful thing is that, because you had done a little, little, very tiny burn, it evaluates still. Then this stimulus continue. Then it's, it's amazing because the, the patient can explain a lot of things and you can theorize a lot with your ideas of diagnosis or with your ideas of syndrome, for example. No? Mm-hmm. Here there is not that ideas. We don't use that. We only use palpation. We feel your situation. We change your situation. And we know after the treatment, we know that it had changed. Is that you asked me about the root and the branch? Sorry, I have to say mm-hmm. that that is not a symptomatic treatment. And we have styles, very few, mainly there are recognized two styles nowadays the Sawada style and the Fukaya style. Okay, on the Fukaya style, for example, we have a root treatment that is based on the location. Where is the root treatment for Fukaya style? Is in the interscapular area. I have a question. Which organs are there, Michael? Which main and principal organs are there? Interscapular area, I'm thinking heart and lung. Heart and lung. And they are the responsible of circulation of chi and blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, Very yeah, clear. they're, they're then, emblematic of the circulation of chi and blood, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, in that sense, then always you must be worried to have this area unblocked. Then for us, the root treatment is to unblock this area. Because always your body, especially when you have a chronic disease, when you have a lot of time, a place that must to block is that area. Then this is the root area for us. We unblock that, and after we use to find other points, more maybe symptomatics. Okay, this is really interesting. One of the things I remember from my schooling, and, and I see this show up in clinic all the time, is just this one point on the outer bladder line called Gao Huang Shu. And, you know, and they talk about that if, you know, if there's a disease process going on, it'll go to the Gao Huang, and that point is going to be sensitive. There's a lot of people 
that point will be exquisitely sensitive on. And I'm thinking about where it's located and it's, it's right in that area that you're talking about. Yeah. You cannot imagine what, which number, which big amount of disease you can treat only on blocking this area. Because this is the main area. This is the lung. This is the heart. This is the basis of the, the body. Then if you focus there, and also another interesting thing is that we don't use too much points. We use a reduction of points. At least we prefer use an average of four, five points, not more. Then the idea, this is one of the ideas of Fukaya Sensei, okay, was uh, you must treat well the point. Mm -hmm. The point itself is not a good point. The point is a good time. It's a good point when you treat correctly the point. It's not about the number of points you use. It's about the quality of your attention yeah. to the points. Yeah. And discover evidently the main point in the question, no? Mm -hmm. then palpation here is very important. We don't understand moxibustion without palpation. I mean, this kind of receipts that you can find on the books. This point is very good for that. Or you mox at that point for this effect. We must to go there. We must to feel what happened on the point. And in, the, in relation to what we find on the point, we decide the technique. For example, this direct moxibustion is very clear for this kind of unblocking the stagnations of and blood, okay? But if you go there to the point and the point is empty, you will, to, you will say to me, Alip, it's empty. If it's empty on the surface, we need a supplement technique. In that cases, we will use undirected moxibustion. So wait, say that again. If the point is empty... Empty, for example, on the mm -hmm. surface. On the surface, it's very important. On the surface, it's empty. Now, if you palpate deeper... Maybe you'll find it's stagnated? Could be. Could be. I have to say, we have a, a basic concept. It helps you, to you, you to understand. So you have to go in and really feel and see what's there. Yeah, no discussion. No discussion. The most mm -hmm. basic concept on Japanese medicine is the, the idea of Kyo and Jitsu, emptiness and fullness. This is yes. yin yang, okay? This is very, yeah, yeah, this yeah. very easy, okay? Mm -hmm. then well, it's, e say, it's easy in concept. Yeah. Practice is, is concept. a different thing. But in palpation, it's very real. Mm -hmm. I have to say, when you have an emptiness, it means that very close, you have to have a fullness. Sure. When you have an stagnation of chi and blood, you also have very close, empty, empty places. Because for creating a stagnation, you must to take the energy and the blood and the substances from other parts. Not disappear the energy. The energy only change the place. And is stagnant in the place then you can have two options. You can, can treat the fullness or you can treat the emptiness. Then two different situations that you must to treat with different techniques, evidently, yes. for this reason. And, and you could treat either one and the other should change. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Indeed, the, the traditional Japanese, they used to do only direct moxibustion. And in that way, they treat the emptiness, treating the fullness of the stagnation. Nowadays, we know more techniques than we can do combinations. I say to you that uh, nowadays I only treat with, with Moxa. It was a decision 10 years ago when I began on the Japanese field of Moxa Houston, I decided to, to left my needles. And I can say to you, I can do with Moxa Houston 
90, 95% that you can do with a needle. But we have a plus that moxibustion can do something that needle never can do. Mm -hmm. Oxybustion can supplement, can add energy to the system. Then it makes more powerful. Then I don't I want I don't want to say that moxibustion is better than needle. It's not my my intention. Yeah, no, okay? I'm I'm not hearing that it's better. I'm hearing that okay. there's something that it has the capacity to do that you can't quite do with a needle. Is that is the idea that you can do, and I hope the people that are listening to us can understand that you can do more than you think with Moxa, than you learn on the school. Sure, you can go farther. You can do farther. In my case, it was a decision. I left the needles as a decision to show to the world that we can do a lot of things with Moxa more than we think usually. But I recognize the needle is very good and very nice. Needle has something that Moxa don't have. Needle can, it's like, like tune, can tune perfectly the level mm -hmm. of chi that you want to move or you want to disperse. Moxa cannot do it. Well, can't you adjust the dosage to some degree by the amount of moxa or when you snuff it out? Or, I mean, aren't well, there ways of adjusting the dosage with yeah. that as well? We adjust the dosage based in, on our palpation. I say to you that we have some different densities or the point half density, no? We have three main densities. We have something that is similar to a stone, something similar to a... Eraser, sorry, an eraser. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kind of a gummy thing? Yeah, yeah, and something similar to a sponge. Ah, okay, there's great. three yeah, states. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, all those make sense. I felt every single one of those. I, I hadn't thought about it in that way, but having those distinctions yeah. is very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that case, you can choose the number of cones that you need. Mm -hmm. Or if you need to continue doing or stop, also you can know the prognostic, the prognosis. Because if you have a, an injuration as a stone, you know that it will be hard to do, and it will need sure more treatments. Also, at the same time, if you have something like an eraser and you treat and you change this eraser for a sponge, you know that it is easy that we are close to be recovered. Then we use especially palpation and density to decide. We have a, a rule on the tradition of moxibustion. There is a rule to know the dosage. The rule is something like apply a cone. After apply a cone, ask to the patient, do you feel the heat? If the patient say, I don't feel the heat, okay, you must to continue. Just arrive at the patient say, now I feel the heat. This is the, the first part of the rule. Mm -hmm. The second part say, apply a cone. If the patients say, oh, I feel too much that, okay, you must to continue applying until arrive to a normal heating sensation. So this one is, is Kyo, one is Jitsu. Yeah, but in that case, the second part is a little bit dangerous. What happened? You must to be sure that you are in the point. Because if you have, you had not done a good location and you put a cone in a point that have not stagnation, it's very painful and very burning. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be helpful. No, no. It's a loss of time. It's a, an amount of pain for the patient that not, not sense. Then, then really, we only use the points when we have reasons to use the point. Because the points show us that it has reasons. I suspect it takes some time 
to fine tune your senses to know where the point is and what kind of point it is. Yeah. Yeah, really, is the, sec- the big secret is that. Is the, to understand the techniques is very easy. With practice, 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 finally you get the technique, okay? But really, the, the clinical skill is to understand and to understand where the points appear and in every situation. No, then, then we base all the focus on palpation. If you are able to locate the point or to find the point, you have the solution. You just have to find the point. And you're not doing this with your mind. I mean, I think one of the things about, I think many of the way that many of us learned acupuncture and finding points, it was a very mental model. Oh, they have this, this point treats that. It's, it's a very by the book, it's a very mental sort of game, right? You got these mental maps and you're yeah. connecting things up. Oh, this connects to that. I'll treat that point. What you're talking about is a way of engaging, not so much with thought, but, but with like one body to another body and listening in a way that doesn't have a lot to do with the rational mind. It's got a lot more to do with sensing than with thinking. Well, we use thinking. I have to say Mm -hmm. that the maps, the charts, Mm -hmm. the atlas that we use, Mm -hmm. we use that. It helps. It helps in the sense, in which sense, it puts us very close to the point. Well, why? We, we, We have another idea behind of that. Why a point is a point? A point is a point because something happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, then if something must to happen, it's easier that happens in something, in something or in a place that we consider a point than in another place. But I have to say you, sometimes that that is happening doesn't happen just in the, in the regular point, in the point that we have on the map. Sometimes it happens some millimeters on the side, or maybe behind, mm-hmm. then we don't say that we don't use the thinking or we don't say the, the study. We study a lot the point. You must know that, no? When you have a, a book of Moxie Booster in front of you, you must read that the author recommend you that point, that point, and that point. But this is, these points are only recommendations. You must go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You must go it. there. I love it. These points are recommendations. This is a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds, it sounds like, it sounds strange, but it's that. No, no, no. It, it doesn't Indeed. sound strange at all. It's, it's, I mean, so often in my clinical work, I recognize that I've got an idea and it seems like a good idea and it makes sense in my mind. And I go in and I start working with a point or, you know, I'm, I often use needles more than, than moxibustion, but I'll, I'll go in and I'll start working with something and then I'll check the pulse or the tongue or I'll palpate something and I'll go, you know what? That was a great idea, but it's proven wrong by reality, right? I had an idea, but the body is responding and telling me, try again. (laughs) Something else going on here. Yeah, reconsider your idea. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when I think, I mean, I've had a little training in Japanese acupuncture when I was in school. And I remember every single Japanese acupuncture teacher saying, the point is probably somewhere in here. Yeah, you have exactly. to go and find it. Yeah. And they would talk about that millimeter difference. It's like, well, no, you're in the right area, but it's like it's, it's not there. It's a little bit over here. 
right? Feel that. You, know, you have yeah. to get in there and really look for it. Yeah. Then imagine that you have a, a key to open a door. Mm. You must put the key on the, on the lock. If you don't put there, you cannot open the door. Then sometimes the lock is not, is not just on the point that we suspect that we, we, we yes. wait. It's just on the side. Or maybe it's moving for the reason we give a very importance to palpation. You have a lot of importance to palpation. I, I lived in Taiwan for a little while. And there was a lock on the first apartment that I lived in. And it was one of those funny locks where you put the key in and then you have to hold the key just right. And if you hold the key just right, the lock just easily opens. And if you don't hold the key in exactly the right way, it just doesn't open. (laughs) The lock is in the keyhole, but you have to be very attentive to what's happening inside of that keyhole. Yeah, is that is that is the same? Yeah. It's the same. Then 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 remember the, the, the book and the list of points are always recommendations. Also for other thing, for another thing. The author when when someone say to us, use that point and that point and that point is because the circumstances or the person or the persons that he treated had helpful. that points in that circumstances. But mm-hmm. maybe your patient have a similar situation, but not the same points. Clinic is hard, isn't it? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but it's, 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 but it's, it's a passion. Really, really something that I think that it's an adventure. Every day when you open the door of the clinic, you never know what will happen, what you will find, and what you will do. You have your lines, your protocols of working. But really, I think that body and reality go over our expectations. No, You wait, but sometimes go over. You never know. I mean, it, it's, I find for myself, it's the joy of clinic. And at times, it really yeah. is the difficulty and struggle with clinic is that mm-hmm. you don't know, you have to be attentive to what's happening in this moment, this moment, this moment, this yeah. moment. Yeah, it's one of the great things about the work in a way. But we have a strong point, Michael, and I think that the people who are working on, on acupuncture and all kind of healing techniques, we have a strong point that the, the work needs that we accompany people if we are able to go with the people i mean to say to someone okay you have this problem and i am with you and Mm. i will go with you to all the difficulties and all the suffering that you have but i am here no to feel you're not alone is something that all the therapists can give can give to the patients and it's the big the big deal Philippe, I really appreciate that sentiment. I hadn't thought about it in that way. And and I hear you say it in this moment, that a piece of what we do is we have a willingness to accompany the patient wherever they're going. That is, that really rings true for me. That's That's a deep piece of why I think this kind of medicine that we practice in these variety of different ways yeah. can be so powerful because to somehow see somebody as as they are, who they are, and accompany them. Yeah. That's that's a rare that's a rare gift. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is is to to pass from the from the mind, mm-hmm. from the head to the heart. Yes. Is that the the change, no? Then if we are able to do this, all change completely. 
all changed completely. When we say, okay, we take care of the patients, we love the patients, we say that, no? But sometimes it only works. Only works. Really, you are doing that when you are accompanying the patient. Yes. And what all the, what, what did it mean? So it really is a kind of medicine from the heart. To, totally, completely. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Well, this is, a, I think, a great place to wind it up for the moment. Before we do, tell us where people can find you on the internet. Now, have you written books on what we've been uh, talking about? Yeah, I, I have wrote, I have written some books, but I'm sorry, but in Spanish now, in Spanish, in Portuguese, in French, but now I am working on my first translation of one of my books. I hope to have this one soon. It's a book about location of points with a string. It's a very old technique, Japanese technique. We take a string and we measure the body and we can get the, the point, the moxa point. And I hope to soon have the, the, the book. I have a website. I have a website. It's, I have two websites. Okay, I will, is, I will put that information on the show okay, page and okay. people can just go right to it huh. and click. Are you teaching? I mean, if people wanted to learn more about the kind of work you do, is that a possibility? Yeah, I am teaching around the world. Mm-hmm. Then in, in, in theory now, no, no. One month ago, I had to be in Australia in English. I have to say, I, I told you about English teaching, okay? Then I hope one day to come to the United States sometimes. Someone take me. Indeed, I had a, I had an agreement to go that year, but with the with the Corona, it was cancelled. But yeah. maybe in the future I will stay here in USA. And if not, I teach also in Barcelona, in Spain. Great. So we can go to Barcelona. Yeah, I like I like the the yeah. Why not? Why not? This is no. Beautiful. It sounds good it's to me. Ex- except I'm excuse. an American, and they won't let us <laughs> into the EU at this point. Yeah, and I, I like the social media. Then I have an Instagram account, I have a Facebook account with, with my name, Philippe Caudet. Then if the people want to enjoy Moxa things, because I only talk about Moxa. And also articles. I have articles published in the North American Journal of Oriental Medicine, the NIJOM, and also in the ACU, in the Osaka Journal, well, in some, some kind of article of okay. journals in English. Then I think that even that it's not it's not hard to find me. It's very easy. Okay, that sounds sure. great. Again, I'll make sure that's all on the show notes page. Philippe, thank you so much for this conversation thank today. Thank you to you. It has been a big pleasure, and I hope that that something that people listen can can be used to to campaign more the people. Thank you. Sometimes I get into a conversation and I can't believe an hour has slid by. I wanted to know more about the fundamentals and practices of the Fukaya Moxibustion. Lucky for us, Philippe agreed to a two-part conversation, and that will show up over on the Chia Logician side of the house in November. All y'all that support the podcast get access to a series of exclusive conversations pre-release discussions, and special business and marketing podcasts, along with some other benefits. Support the podcast that helps to support your practice. Visit the website and click on the Chia Logician menu for the details. Next week, a conversation about TCM, acupuncture education in the West, and how following the steps of the scientific method can completely change your perspective on life. 
Tune in next week for that one. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm -hmm.